is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. The Meat Improv! Hello and welcome to The Meat Side Dish. Hello. <laughs> With me, Josh Simpson. Me, Jake Jabor. And our guest today... Sarah Claspel. Uh, Hooray! Hooray! <laughs> uh, so for those unfamiliar, although I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're somewhat familiar, uh, the side dish is a little bit, uh, an extra little episode uh, that we do for the improv nerds, the people interested in like practicing and actually doing improv mm-hmm. and stuff like that, uh, to kind of talk about like approaches, techniques, all that kind of stuff. And uh, now we have our guests on. By the way, you're the first ever guest yeah. on the side dish. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, on thank the potatoes? you. <laughs> yeah, on the potatoes. We should call it the potatoes. Yeah, I might change it to the potatoes. All right, the potatoes. Yeah, having me. Yeah, thanks for being for on. Sticking around. Thanks, thanks for doing it. Um. So yeah, this is for the improv nerds. I saw on Reddit somewhere that this is something people are kind of hungry for mm. in terms of like improv podcasts. I know there's something else, so there's that to it. Um, but Sarah, you teach at UCB. I do. Uh, uh, and you played with us just now. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's a good time. Uh, yeah, I guess what I want to ask you. So like, well, I want to ask you a few things. Um, uh, what's he, so we went a little silly in our episode. Super silly. <laughs> Super, mm-hmm. Which is what we do, yeah. basically. Uh-huh. Uh, I sort of embrace that. I like going silly. I like trying to have as much fun as I can with the ideas at hand. Sort of break some rules, probably. And I don't know. Uh, it can be a little looser. Uh, how do you balance that when you're teaching? Like, yeah. uh, do you, like when you teach something and you tell someone how to do it a certain way, like, and then you go on stage maybe with Cardinal Redbird or whoever, yeah. and you sort of like, there is a well. little <laughs> element of like, do as I say and not as I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every now and then. Cause, um, yeah, uh, I am, I love going silly and wild, but also in a, a way that, um, I'm making sure that I'm grounding it. Yeah. Um, I feel like even in that, it was going a little crazy and I would interject and be like, because this is where we are and this is what we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. to be like, this is the reality, you guys. Um, but that's just because mm-hmm. I've always been like a little bit of a fixer. Um, I can yeah. be that way as well. Yeah. Just because my own, it just needs to make sense to me. And if it doesn't make sense to me, I'm like, where are we? You yeah. guys, <laughs> what's happening? Um, so I'm, I'm a big grounder and we'll always like lean on that mm-hmm. um yeah students will come and see a cardinal redbird show and then we'll talk about it after and i'm always like you can talk shit about sh- my show if you came and saw it because i don't care and you're probably right <laughs> uh, but i'll tell you what was great about it um but uh it is a i will find myself having to a lot of times tell students like, this is why I can do this and you should probably hold off. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I'm teaching a 301 right now um, and they're great. They're really fun. But uh, one brought up a scene where it was a weird world scene that Cardinal Redbird had done this week. It was from the opening. We interview an audience member about um, uh, their crazy Hollywood life, something that happened on set or like whatever. Um, And then we do improv off of it. And one guy was a, he was an extra on Westworld um, and they, which was cool, but he's, he said he was on it for months and was an extra who just like lied in the sand for hours. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen Westworld, so I imagine that's happening constantly. Um, but he's been dead. 
Probably. Yeah. Um, but he said, if you show your butt, they pay you like an extra $500. <laughs> and that's something he'd done. <laughs> um, so Drew initi- initiates a scene like, all right, it's your first day at Wenchel's. Um, here's the, the uh, these type of donuts and here's the crullers and here's these. And, oh, um, if uh, and a customer asks to see your butt, um, you get an extra $500. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, here's the other donuts. And Andrew... Uh, Andrew Hansen was uh, the second person in that scene and he didn't he wasn't the voice of reason he was just like okay so tell me more about the spring donuts Um, so just said yes to the world of Uh like okay this is a world in which if a customer needs to see her but you get paid $500 extra Mm -hmm. Um, so then playing with that scene and like customers walking on and um, asking to see his butt and then the game of it became oh we have Winchell's has to approve <laughs> when we pay, like when you're showing your butt to pay you $500. This sounds insane. Yeah. Um, this is perfect. But that was like the game of it. But this it became a, like a corporate thing. Is yes, that what you're saying? Totally. It okay. became like, okay, uh, well, we can't approve that transaction. We'll pay you $500 next time, but you got to check in with the boss and whatever. Um, but it was one of those scenes where it was like, explaining this to a 301 student and how he was like, so there was like, what was the voice of reason? And like, where, and I was like, had to explain of like, okay, this is a weird world scene where the whole world is weird. So we have to find a new unusual thing, but you guys just cool it. Um, you don't need to worry about weird world Mm -hmm. stuff too much. Um, but it depends on the level. Like if I'm teaching people who are out of 401, maybe we get into weird world stuff. That is interesting. So, like, uh, I've never quite framed it that way in my head. But, so, the way to ground a weird world scene, like you're describing, Mm -hmm. is to almost be matter-of-fact within the scene. Like, not to be like, it's still crazy and other crazy stuff, but it's like, no, there's rules to showing your butt. Totally. Right? Like, so the people grounding Because if the weird world is... Because it's it's the same way for anything. Like, if we go into a sex dungeon, it's going to be different rules than if we're, like, here in in this living room. Mm -hmm. But... Um, and it's super weird for me and my life. Mm -hmm. I've never been in a sex dungeon, unfortunately. Um, but they still, (laughs) (laughs) um, no one invites me. So if anyone, um, I'm free, (laughs) um, uh, but there's still rules to that, that room in that world. And so something that sticks out is unusual in a living room is going to look total is might be totally normal in a sex dungeon. So you just have to be like, okay, that's our base reality. We've got to f- make sure we know those rules so we can find a new unusual thing. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. That's often where I'm trying to get in second beats. <coughs> like if I'm doing a Herald is like first beat, set it up. Maybe it is like, I don't want to show my butt at a Winchell's mm-hmm. or whatever. But second beat is like now every Winchell's and every, <laughs> yep. every store like it is uh, where you show your butt. You mm-hmm. get bonuses based on your butt. Mm-hmm. I used to have an exercise like that called fart Olympics that I never quite <laughs> figured out. But the idea of the exercise is just like, it's something, you know, with just like a, and you treat it just like it's the real Olympics, mm-hmm. but the events are all farts or something. That's really fun. So it's silly, but you have to have like the commentators, the events, the warmups, the like, mm-hmm. uh, everything has to be just taken seriously, but it's all just fart Olympics. Mm-hmm. Is that a world scene? I guess. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Cause this is a world in which fart Olympics are normal. Yeah. Um, and taken seriously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think like. Maybe if you reverse engineered it, it would be like, oh, that might be your 
third beat or like the heightened second beat. And it's like, it probably could have started where somebody was like, um, I'm going to, I'm going to train and enter the Olympics for farting. And then it was like, Nope, you can't do that. And it's like, why I'm the, like the Olympics measures the people who are the best at these physical things. And I'm the best at farting. And it's like, nobody's interested. And you spend the first beat sort of like saying, here's the unusual behavior. And then the second beat is like, now we have fart Olympics. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And so then people stop sort of calling it out. Right. Like I call that weird world sort of like the aftermath. It's like once everybody has been infected with the unusual behavior, um, it's like a zombie, uh, uh, like zombie apocalypse or whatever. And then it's like, we must restart the world. But there are new rules in place that don't seem weird uh, because they're a response to the outbreak of Fart Olympics or whatever. <laughs> the outbreak of Fart Olympics. Great. Mm-hmm. Jake and I, on our last tour, I wonder if you have anything like this. We were just, I think the last tour is the time we probably talked the most, besides maybe now in these side dishes, mm-hmm. about just like ideas we've had about improv or coaching mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And he, you have something, and I had something very similar in yeah. terms of like steps, like first beat, second beat, third beat, but not even that. It's just like where my head's at with with like heightening a game. And mine was first beat is the lab. Mm-hmm. Second beat is like that thing you cooked up in the lab. The disease is now it's an outbreak. Mm-hmm. And then the third beat is like the fallout. So like, uh, it would and be, mine was literally quarantine outbreak aftermath. <laughs> yeah. And we were just uh, like, we spent too much time with one another. <laughs> Do you have anything you guys constantly worried about, um, some sort of zombie apocalypse? Happening? <laughs> yeah. We couldn't think of any other, uh, than like the world ending. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like Sarah Connor, uh, <laughs> Terminator two, Terminator salvation. Uh, um, I've never, uh, put anything like that on, uh, but I like those metaphors. I think those are fun. Um, I were the only thought with like the aftermath or the, uh, like, uh, what was yours? Uh, the, the fallout, the fallout is, um, uh, I would not say that to some people cause I know that they will be like, Oh, I've got to flip it or I've got to like totally reverse that. Mm-hmm, and I, yeah. that's a third beat that I, or it's, I hate it even more as a second beat where it's like, well, uh, this is the exact opposite. Um, I do agree in terms of the uh, Herald. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't put say first sense. beat, second beat, third beat as much as like, this is just the map I draw to like how I'm going to explore a premise. Yeah. 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 But just like, uh, I like the idea of like explode. Okay. We find our, our game in our first beat, our second beat, we're starting with it and we're like hitting the ground running. Um, and our third beat. Yeah. is like the explosion of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, both of these um, metaphors make sense yeah. to me. <laughs> I, I use it a lot when like trying to coach groups with the slackers. Like probably by the time you get to the aftermath, we're now looking for something else to pivot to, which is kind of what you were saying about like, uh, cool. If that's the corporate hierarchy, the matter of factness, that's our base reality. Now we're looking for a new unusual thing to sort of like pop in that world. So it's mm-hmm. like once you get to that place where everybody's adopted it or it's a weird world or whatever, it's like now we're looking for the unusual behavior in this weird world that'll help us like find the new thing to play. Yeah. Um, that's a classic Cardinal Redbird scene is like we start normal <laughs> sometimes um, get to like a crazy place and then we find a new unusual thing in this crazy place and then we follow that and then we get to a new crazy place so like halfway in it's like okay we're 
um, we're all Ringo from the Beatles, and <laughs> that's not the unusual thing. What's unusual is that we can't decide on which pie is the best. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, yeah. Um, bananas. I kind of like that, though. I don't know. I think if you earn it, yeah, it works. Yeah, you can't start there. <laughs> no. We but, definitely do that a little bit here. Mm-hmm. I mean, by the time... In, I guess if we want to talk back on the episode we just did. Yeah. And the scene about the getting stuck in the hotel bar mm-hmm. that quickly became <laughs> landlords are your parents. Yeah. Uh, and the people in the hotel were just like, like now, now your landlord had come and shown up to like pick you up from <laughs> London. Pick you up like from a London disappointed and parent. Take you back home. And that wasn't even that weird. Yeah. That, point, that was now, normal. Yeah. Uh, uh, I like that willingness to follow the fun. I do think it's important for students to learn a herald and that kind of structure just to be able to like do it. Yeah. One thing and else. I've, I always say like, if you can get good at the herald, you can be good at anything else. Yeah. Or I think so. most other things. Mo- yeah. Yeah. But I, I always tell my students, uh, like if you don't like something, get real good at it. <laughs> like if you don't like pillars of light, the group game, like I didn't like mm-hmm. I, when someone would initiate a pillars of light when I was on herald night, I'd be like, mother Fucker. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, and then I was like, well, that can either just keep happening and I have to be like, motherfucker, every time and like dread it. Mm-hmm. Or I can get really good at it and like think on it and like try to figure out how to like approach it. Yeah. That's really smart. Way to break. Uh, and then I can decide if I don't like it. But you know what I mean? I think yeah. you should be able to like That's be good great, at something and um, be like, take on it. Yeah. It's yeah. a good life advice. <laughs> get really good at it. Um, okay. Well, if it's something that you're going to continue to do, if you hate guitar, uh, you don't have to yeah, do it. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I think like something that you're constantly like, um, put up against yeah. is like, you can't be like, Hey guys, um, have a great show. No one initiate pillars of light. Cause I hate it. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, I'm doing a lot of, uh, sort of like spiritual reading right now. And it's just that idea of like, you can fight sort of the fear or the pain of something, or you can kind of embrace it. Cause it's like that struggle with it is what's part of what's making you not like it. Yeah. Uh, versus like opening up to it and sort of saying like, cool, this is coming at me. I got to mm-hmm. do a pillars of light. Like, I think there's, that's in a way kind of like when you're on a team with, uh, with someone who's like, uh, hard to, to do improv with, um, or you are, uh, I haven't had this in a very long time, but I've been on teams with people who you get on a team and it's new and you're like, I don't know, your brain works totally differently than mine does. And I uh, have sp- remember like spending a lot of time being like, oh, this, this guy sucks. He's just, uh, I don't understand. It just doesn't make sense until, uh, yeah, I had a coach say like, um, okay, I will note this person a little bit more, but you got to meet them halfway. Like, mm-hmm. um, you're just because you think this is the best way to do things doesn't mean you're, you're the only one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it took a lot of like, oh yeah, my brain, um, just because I think it's the best, I only think it's the best because it's my own brain. It's the yeah. only way I see things. Um, and kind of having to meet in the middle and be like, oh yeah, what can I best do to meet this person? And then, you know, really start liking to do improv with them because I'm doing my best to to like the way that they play and appreciate that. Yeah, it was really helpful uh, on my first couple Herald teams before I got cut, uh, which is fine. <laughs> In New York, right? Not here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that that was a. I thought you were going to tell us another story. Oh no, you're saying that's yeah. how you felt. I see what you're saying. Yeah, uh, I've of course been in the same situation, and I look back on those times and I was like so upset or so shitty or mm-hmm. so just like 
in my own head and I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, like <laughs> why was I so, mm-hmm. I don't know. I could have been just nicer about stuff, but it is frustrating when you're playing with somebody and you're and the coach isn't giving a note. Yeah. And like, they're That's not tough. getting the note. Mm-hmm. And it's like, every time you go up, you kind of face the same thing and you're just like, am I going to note my friend here? Uh, mm-hmm. or my peer? Um, that is a tough one. Um, I have a question. Um, I don't know. It just seems that this is like something that I often think about. Well, I guess it's kind of double two sided. So first thing is like, um, what is your like thing that you're like, do you have something that like you're sort of thinking about now in terms of improv more than like, like something like if you're running a drill, do do you, uh, do you ever like invent an exercise or like, or like um, do it doesn't, I often don't invent an exercise, but I'll just like make a really simple construct to be yeah. like, I want you to work on justification or I want I you to. I feel like I, um, in general, I'm, I'm always looking for new exercises and stuff because I, I tend to focus on justification, uh-huh. um, which I, I mean, won't really apologize for Cause I, I think it's like the heart of a game scene. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't have justification, you're just circling the unusual thing. And then a second beat is, is so hard. Cause you're just like, I don't know. We just love ham. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But it's like, why what's important about ham? Um, uh, so many things are important (laughs) about ham. Um, but I think, yeah, I, a lot of my exercises, um, tend to be, uh, I'm just, my brain in general is like really focused on like, getting that justification, finding, finding, um, not just a lot of times the game of the scene, but even more times, like what's the game of this character? What's this character's deal? Mm -hmm. Um, and if we find that, then it can become a lot easier, uh, to keep making moves. But yeah, I'm always thinking about justification stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you have any like, uh, like thing that you find is the most helpful when you're teaching justification? Um, I think I've, uh, to me, cause game is for so long. Uh, <laughs> I like, I couldn't tell you what the game of a scene was, um, uh, well into being on a, my first Herald team. Yeah. Um, probably the same for me. Yeah. Yeah. It was hard. Uh, and I th- like for me now it's easy to simplify for my own self. And I think what you need in a game is like, what's our normal world? What sticks out as unusual and why are we doing it? And I was like, to me that simplifies a whole lot of stuff. Um, but it's just like keeping that. And if we don't have one of those three things, uh, we probably don't have a game, Mm -hmm. but I like to, yeah, I focus on the justification because that's what drives us in the real world. You know, the reason you do something is because you're driven to do it. Why, Mm -hmm. um, why am I eating salad? It's not because I want to, it's because (laughs) I'm trying to get healthy and whatever. Yeah. It's not like I like salad leaves. No (laughs) one does. Salads are bad. (laughs) Everyone Uh, likes stuff on salad leaves. That's true. Gross. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I, uh, Oh, what was the question? Uh, just like if there's an exercise or a a certain concept that makes it, that you find is most helpful when teaching it? Oh, um, uh, I'll do, uh, uh, Will Hines is, has an exercise from his book. Um, you asked to see me. Oh uh, yeah. Like I like that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. So I'll do, you asked to see me. Should I describe it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I was like, you guys know what it is, but we're doing a podcast. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, one person, uh, 
gifts the other one uh, and says, you asked to see me blank. Like uh, farmer. Or yeah, like, you asked to see me farmer or you asked to see me head chef or something. Uh-huh. And then the other person says three normal things that that farmer would say. And then the fourth thing is an unusual thing within that world. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of uh, makes you not think ahead, but it also makes you set out what's normal um, sets up, uh, our, our big unusual thing. And then I always make the other person be a voice of reason. So we say, say why, ask why, mm-hmm. um, I, in all my classes and everyone at coach, I'm always like, we say, don't ask questions, but you better ask why mm-hmm. if you don't you definitely do that. Um, not like a hundred times, but, yeah. um, to figure that out. And then, um, after we, then I have them like sit in the exercise, like, okay, now we know why this farmer is acting this weird way. Um, so, so just to give an idea, it'd be mm-hmm. like for the farmer, be like, I want yep. more hay for the cows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want a uh, bigger chicken coop. Great. Uh, I want some, uh, like to more eggs at the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want all the pigs to be teeny tiny little babies or, whatever, <laughs> or something yeah. stupid like mm-hmm. that. Or like, uh, and no more tools or something that would be kind of not within the farmer's best interest or something yeah. unusual. Something right? unusual, but still within and your fourth thing isn't like, and fourth, I want to take a jet ski to the moon. Yeah. Is, yeah. Uh, unusual, but then we ignore the real world, <laughs> like what we've set up. Um, but yeah, like I want to get rid of all the tools. Then we get into why, why do you want to do that? Whatever it is. I want to like touch the earth and feel more in tune with mother nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have, uh, once they sit in that, make a couple more moves, I have everybody in the room pitch like what's, now, uh, like, let's name the game, and now let's all pitch what different second beats could be. Just because, uh, and uh, while having them think of, like, okay, this is the unusual thing, and this is the reason why I'm doing it. Um, and if we have that reason why you're doing it, I want to get in touch with Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. You can put that anywhere. You could take it away from Farmer. Mm-hmm. You can be, I want to be in touch with Mother Nature as a doctor, as a blank, as, you know, anything. For sure. Um but yeah, I have them do that to kind of see the importance of justification and what feels like a good justification. Because if they don't have a good justification, every second beat is like, um, okay, it's another no. farmer. Yeah, I'm a, <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm a mechanic that doesn't use tools. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, you just have that conundrum. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. it. I like that you said it's what drives the character because the the metaphor I always use with my students is I call it the motor. Mm-hmm. So I say like, what's your motor? You got to figure out. It can't be like, uh, it's not like farmer doesn't like tools. It's like, why? I want to be closer to the mother nature. Yeah. And now it's like, great. And the example I, uh, I, once they sort of, I have an exercise where like, once you figure out your motor, I just drop you places, uh, where it like might not come to you how to play the game right away. Mm-hmm. You know, so I might go somewhere where there's no tools or whatever, but the, my, my litmus test is always a post office <laughs> or an Arby's. <laughs> like, can you play your game in a post office? Mm-hmm. Is it so clear in your head where you can just be like, I am in, in the post office somewhere, either working there or in line or whatever, but I can like live here for a second and figure out how to get back to mother nature. Sending a letter. Great. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah. Mine, uh, 
my place is always a grocery store. <laughs> I would say, can we play this in a grocery store? Uh, <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like Jake and I talk, and yeah. then we figure out like what's your place? We have this airplane. Yeah, really? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> We're all just doing the same work, but uh-huh. kind of individually, just slightly yeah, different yeah, yeah, yeah. specifics, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. and also a little bit influenced by those who coached us. I would For say, sure. like I knew that Will Hines exercise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I do it. Um, I think it's more casual in uh, Will's book, and I'm like, no, we're gonna spend like 40 minutes on this. <laughs> we're gonna get into it. We're talking about second beats, but it's basically the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just taking what Will Hines did one time in a rehearsal, and I was like, this will be my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my version of that, uh, I do an exercise called Busted. Uh, it's kind of new. It's like a second half to another exercise that works on finding your motor or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, uh, and the the exercise is just like someone goes out and starts doing some simple space work and then the other person comes out and makes it something that they didn't anticipate. <laughs> so like in the moment, that person who's busted mm-hmm. doing something has to be like, so you sort of have to pick through like what's dumb about it and then figure out why you're doing it on purpose but you have to do it on your feet so uh-huh. if it was like someone was like painting did what was looking like painting like a bedroom wall or whatever mm-hmm. and the person comes out from behind him and is like why are you putting up missing posters of yourself <laughs> <laughs> so you're sort of in that position of being like eh. <laughs> why am uh-huh. i putting up missing posters of myself you're putting my face all around town well no publicity is bad publicity <laughs> where they ended up getting uh-huh I'm kind of rambling right now, but that that exercise and this mm-hmm. one I do with it called Evil Insane Stupid is like it's meant to be like you're doing something idiotic. Get to the core of what's dumb about it, <laughs> pick it apart, and mm-hmm. then build it back together using those real things that are dumb about it, like in a way that now like feels somewhat grounded. Yeah, because you're kind of acknowledging at least what's weird about your behavior. That's a lot to say, but like. uh I find that um, uh, I'm I've been focused on justification for so long. To, I um, and I guess I've always been this person. I could justify anything. Someone mm-hmm. could say something crazy in a scene, and my brain is really good at being like, "Okay, this is how we ground it." I can tie you to the ground somehow. Um, but for people who have trouble with it, um, I always go to just like what are your core emotions? Like what is, um, why are you doing this crazy thing? Well, does it make you feel good or does it make you feel bad or does it make you feel scared or whatever? And then, um, why would you, why is, what's a reason that you would, you know, feel scared because of this? What's a, what's an, an element of (laughs) you're scared of an Amazon package. Mm -hmm. Uh What could you get from an Amazon package that would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I find that um, when people have trouble with justification, a lot of it is like, I just, I don't know why I would feel this way. It feels so crazy to be scared of an Amazon package. And a lot of it is like, or I don't want Amazon packages to just go to those, like break it down, keep it simple. What mm-hmm. is, um, it's probably not because your mom raised you to be this way or like you work at this place. Like that's just being too complicated and just like go to the simple stuff of mm-hmm. like, how do I feel? How does this make me feel? Cause that's what drives most of us Yeah, with stuff I, in our real lives. I, I usually say like, 
use like Maslow's hierarchy of needs or whatever, like you're probably your justification is boiled down to like food, shelter, safety, love, respect, like, uh, mm-hmm. like don't overthink the whys and a lot of those things. Like we might get symptoms, but the cause is probably like you want to feel loved or respect or safe or like, mm-hmm. uh, those they're, they don't have to be clever reasons why you're doing the unusual thing. Like they should be, like you were saying, like truthful or simple or uh, relatable. And it's like, yeah, just like that's kind of my thing, too, is like, yeah, grab something that. Yeah, if you're afraid of an Amazon package, okay, great, cool. It's fear. Like, uh, mm-hmm. why is it fear? What's uh, what could be fearful about that? Like, or what do you want? My like, or your like, what drives you or your motor or whatever? For me, it's always like, what does this character want? What did they show up here for? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Their Amazon package example, being afraid of an Amazon package. The other part, and this one is what something I like concentrate on in the evil, insane, stupid exercise, but like. Yeah, you're, you were kind of mentioning it, too. People's instinct is to be like, my dad got a package and it blew up oh, or something it. like that. Yeah. Or like uh, where it's like um, they have like a legit reason to be afraid of Amazon packages that has like PTSD or something <laughs> attached to it. And it's like, mm-hmm. OK, I mean, you kind of just pulled the brakes on the entire scene. Yeah. And especially and it's in a, not unusual anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like I get it. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Uh, I'll just get it to my house. And <laughs> I'll deliver it to you. Uh, so, yeah, like, uh, so the approach I used to kind of get past the, sorry, one more thing that people do is they'll invent, instead of just an excuse, they'll invent some crazy thing that like, yeah. okay, well, that could work, but it's also now the world doesn't make sense. Yeah. Where you're like, yeah, if you're like, I'm afraid of Amazon packages, why? Um, because it might become a bird and then eat my face. <laughs> like that's yeah. so much to, so, and then the, yeah. so much going on. The extra level of that would be like, because there's birds in the Amazon factory. <laughs> and I'd be like, there is? Now I have to buy into that? Uh-huh. There's like bird, like. So what I always tell people to do is just like break it apart. Yes, I'm afraid of the of this Amazon package. Mm-hmm. And like, why is that stupid? So see, people, some people would say, that's another one I use for, it's like, it's gone through a whole list of checks and balances. Like Amazon's an efficient company. Everyone orders a million times a day. Mm-hmm. And then I would use those parts of like process million times a day, whatever to like justify why I'm afraid to be like, yeah, we'll do something that a million times. It's that much easier for the one, <laughs> for the mm-hmm. one thing to slip through. Like that's like, I don't trust those kind of like big mechanisms or factor mm-hmm. i don't know like i feel like you gotta That's be extra great, careful um a great justification exercise too of like well here's the reasons that i shouldn't be afraid of an amazon package choose yeah. one of them and just flip it yeah exactly yeah yeah that's smart um because yeah then that's super grounded yeah why it, um it's uh because it's it's you know been handled by the post office and they're safe yeah but the post office they've got so much going like it grounds it it makes it real as opposed to there's it's going to become a bird <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's also so much harder to do the other thing mm-hmm. i can't can't believe like a lot of times how my notes to improvisers are just like what is weird they're like she's being inappropriate I'm like <laughs> how yeah. what's inappropriate about kissing a, a waiter or something <laughs> and they're like yeah it's yeah, just I, uh, it's, I wouldn't do it it's like it's because it's too much. It's too personal. Yes. <laughs> I, um, yeah, that's always like a very funny, slightly frustrating thing when, yeah, you're like, so what's um, uh, what's the game here? What's the unusual thing? Well, 
you shouldn't act this way. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the most general yeah. description of game in the whole world. Yeah. I encourage people to start working uh, weird, inappropriate, extreme out of their lexicon when they're improvising. Cause it's yeah. like, if I say inappropriate to you or weird, you all think of something different. And what I need is the audience to all think of the same way. Uh, yeah, it's too personal, gives everybody an expectation. But if I say it's inappropriate, inappropriate could be like aggressive, too personal, um, mm-hmm. like, For sure. uh, yeah, violent. Like, uh, so it's like you want to give the audience some expectations. So weird, inappropriate, and extreme are like you're not doing any you're not doing the audience any favors and you're not doing yourself any favors because like now they all thought of something and they, there's no way they all thought of the same thing. So whatever your response is, you're losing the expectations of a lot of the audience. Cause they're like, Oh, my idea of extreme is this and you did that. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't match with what I was expecting. That's great. Yeah. I didn't think about that either. Uh, uh, um, well, cool. So let's, uh, I guess we'll, We've never had a guest before, but this is something that I just want to ask everyone that comes on the show. Mm-hmm. I sort of mentioned it before, but like, so for me, now that I don't get coached anymore, mm-hmm. like in order to have like a show, I, I just realized there's like two years after I was off Harold Night where I was doing indie shows and I was sort of being sloppy. Mm-hmm. So I sort of have now tried to give myself just a challenge, a small thing to focus on before I go on yeah. to the stage so I can be like improving or at least working on things that like... At least just honing, maybe not even honing, but keeping up. Yeah. <laughs> like not getting sloppy. Yeah. Just uh, making, yeah, it feels good to not have a, um, not have a shitty show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so like for me, like one thing I've been working on a little recently is like trying to commit and not laugh in scenes. Mm-hmm. I've been working on that for years, but that's, I'm back to it. Like at the meet, who cares? No one can see me. But like mm-hmm. when you're on stage, it's a lot funnier if you can play things straight. So I've been working on that. Yeah. Uh, uh, is there anything like that for you? Have you been thinking about anything in particular or focusing? Um, yeah, it's, um, we'll do, uh, it depends on the week kind mm-hmm. of. Um, cause yeah, Cardinal Redbird, we're, uh, we're not being coached and haven't for a couple of years, but we'll still like before our shows, when they say like, are you ready to go on? We'll be like one minute and then just do kind of a little check-in of like, what do we want to do this week? Let's make sure we're grounding our first beats before we or you know, our scenes before we get crazy. Cause mm-hmm. we know we will. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it kind of depends on, on the week. I think, uh, recently I'm really focused. Um, I'm focused on like, trying to surprise myself um, because I've been in, in a mode of like grounding and being a voice of reason. um, And I'm trying to kind of push myself into like, you know what? Peas in a pod this one. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's do a couple scenes that are uh, a little bit out of my control. Cause I know that I will, (laughs) my instinct is to rein them in real quick. And I know that I can do that, but yeah, letting them, letting my stuff get a little uh, weird and wild. That's great. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think what you're describing with Cardinal Redbird is like a very healthy thing for a team to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the teams I coached that got better quickly was like they practice on a Wednesday afternoon. I'd give them a little tidbit. They'd do a weekly show Wednesday night and then they'd like put it into practice and that team got good. Yeah. So if you're listening and you got a team, don't argue at the top before your show, but it isn't bad to just have a focus, like yeah. something that you agree on as a team, a little yeah. tiny thing to, uh, to just like work uh, in your show. Any final thoughts? No, that was great. Uh, thank you so much for being yeah, on the thanks, side. Thanks for having me. The I potatoes. love this. This is fun. That's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess we'll we'll uh, see you next time on yeah. the 
potatoes. <laughs> nom nom nom. <laughs> and shows, visit BoardWalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.